It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers 4-2, the final score from T-Mobile Arena. And for the Golden Knights, it was a patient, although at times I would imagine frustrating game, even though the Golden Knights do come away with two points. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And let's start there for the Golden Knights. There was a lot they had to work through in this one. There were penalties that were questionable. Penalties weren't called. Uh, You're you're chasing the game in in a game where I think the Golden Knights offensively played pretty good, just couldn't convert. Um, League-leading eighth third-period comeback of the season for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, It it was a, a dissertation for me in resiliency in this one. Yeah. You know, Ryan, when we were talking about a couple of games this year, and the one against the Kings on Saturday comes to mind, it just didn't feel like Vegas would be able to climb back into it. For whatever reason, it just didn't seem like it. Today, I have to tell you, it felt like they were going to. It just, even though they were down 1 0 and down 2 1, you know, especially after that third Florida goal was taken off the board because the play was challenged for offside and it was clearly offside, so they took it off the board and the score remained 2 1. It, you know, even then with the Knights trailing going to the third, it, it just seemed. I don't want to say inevitable, but it felt like there was something coming. Question is, would it be enough? You know, do you get a break? You figured, well, the Knights would eventually get a power play of some kind, and oddly enough, they do in the final minutes and an empty (laughs) net power play goal, so that's not exactly what you might have imagined. But we heard patience as one of the concerns for the team against the Kings in a different kind of way. I think you're right. The resilience here, the patience to continue with the way things were going and um, not give Florida anything more than it was generating on its own. Mm -hmm. I think that was a big part of it, especially given that they played, what would you say, about, um, you know, maybe three quarters of this game without Mark Stone, and that they had to shorten the bench, and and, that, it worked somehow. I mean, the fourth line stayed together, a couple of guys double-shifting, heavy dose of Jack Eichel, who ends up with 10 shots, tied for second most in team history. Marcia so has the record with 11. But, you know, it just, it seemed to me, you're right, it just seemed like that this was uh, lining up to be another come-from-behind win for the Knights. And for the Golden Knights, you mentioned the fourth line, one of the lines that stayed intact for Vegas tonight. And it I'll be honest, Keegan Colasar, I thought this was one of his best games of the year. Obviously, the fight early on, but those two passes, setting up those two goals, uh, the one for Nick Watt to get Vegas on the board, and then the game-winning goal for Will Carrier. He was playing with a ton of confidence tonight. And I tell you, while the, the setup for the Wild goal was probably the best, the one that he set up for Wah that was not a goal, yeah. that that was a terrific <laughs> pass to thread it between two guys. And then Wah was sort of pressured by the back checker. I forget if it was Forsling or Montour or somebody. But point being, you're right. I mean, Kolasar, who had four goals and three assists coming into the game. Think about it. Three assists in 40 games. And he's got two today, plus the fight. You know, uh, that I, I'm with you, Ryan. That group, I don't think they had their strongest performance against the Kings Today, it was great. You know, Carrier scores that goal not too long before he's uh, on the ice for that goal crashing the net. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had his glove off on the bench, was receiving medical attention. I don't know what happened, but it looked like he was favoring his, his left hand or something, you know, uh, in that area. I don't know if it was hand or wrist or arm or what, but he had his glove off and was being tended to. You know, to fight through whatever that was. It was an obvious pain. You could see it in his face. Mm -hmm. Fighting through whatever that was to get back out there and then in the position to score that goal, crashing the net, you know, reckless abandon right into the crease. (laughs) That says a lot about that group. 
And then obviously we we can't really talk about this third period comeback without the uh, without mentioning Aiden Hill, who put in another strong performance. Uh, of course, the Golden Knights penalty kill has been great of late, but uh, Hayden Hill saved some of his best work for that extended five on three. Yeah, that 39 shot total for Florida sneaks up on you because for a good chunk of the first period they had no shots despite <laughs> getting a goal. <laughs> they had 10 in the first, 17 in the second, 12 in the third, and the power play shots were coming in. Ended up with four of them, um, but during that, uh, you know, five on three, you know, there are moments where you're thinking, boy, it's just going to take one crisp pass. The Knights in front of Hill did a strong job, but there were no moments today where I thought Hill got out of position unnecessarily. There was one time where he did come out of the crease, but it basically saved a scoring chance. Like it was a perfectly timed moment to wander from the crease. When he has been slightly off, he seems to you know overcommit or find himself out of position a little bit. That was not the case today. I mean, he, he was in good position, it seemed to me, all night. There were some, and I'd have to go back and think of all the saves. As I said, there were 37 of them. But I would agree. I mean, this was one of Aiden's stronger performances of the season. And uh, obviously he had come on in relief last time, only saw three shots and gave up one goal against the Kings. But I, I'm with you. I think this was one of the better performances from Aiden Hill this year. And there are a lot of good players on the Florida Panthers yep. who could put the puck in the back of the net. All right, Dan. So now two and one so far on this seven-game homestand. Any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attentions to Saturday night? Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. And the Knights' record against the Pacific Division has been less than stellar. And if you were to compare the current points percentage against the division, it would be easily the worst in franchise history. If you look over the course of uh, these seasons, the Knights have been in the league. Knights are 690 against the division, whether it's the Pacific or that weird division they had that year. And uh, the only team with a better points percentage against division opponents in that span is Tampa Bay. Uh, Knights are at 690, Tampa is 700. But this year, Vegas is winless in its last five against the Pacific. And if you look at overall this year, five, six, and two. But um, after a four and one start, only one win in the last eight games against division opponents. So that's a problem. And obviously the Edmonton Oilers coming in, that's a division opponent team sort of on the fringe of the playoff picture. They ought to be in the playoffs, but, you know, you got to rack up the points. So it's a matter of the Knights getting back on the winning track against division opponents because they're not going to see another division opponent for a while. All right. Well said, as always, Dan. Great job tonight on the call. A rather... Strange but entertaining game, to say the least. Have a great night, Dan. We'll, uh, we'll chat with you on Saturday. Indeed. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, Bruce, you've won games in a lot of different ways this year. Where does this one rank in terms of the most unique ways you guys have found a way to win? Yeah, you know, the, the guys did a good job staying in the moment. Um, you know, some different things happened through the course of the game that, you know, you can look at as adversity. Um, we kept playing for the next shift and, you know, eventually got it to go our way in the in the third. You know, a nice nice breakout and jackets behind their D. We got in behind, I think Smitty was behind there earlier. And we knew that. I watched the game against Colorado the other night. They were up 4-1. Colorado got it to 4-4, and then they won late. Uh, uh, Florida on a, on a penalty uh, power play. So 
there was going to be opportunity, I think, if we just stuck with our game, didn't try to win the game or tie the game in the first shift necessarily, the third, right? Like build momentum, get your game going. So we did a good job with that. Uh, killed two, you know, the five on three was a huge kill. I mean, talk about playing through stuff, right? There's some head scratchers all night, you know, I guess is the, the way I'd use it. And um, finally went our, went, our, went our way for Will Carrier. We're on the right side of a call. So I think good for us, we stuck with it. Um, so that's how I look at it. A lot of emotion in the building. You got a scrap early. I think Coley has a good hit. He gets challenged. He, he responds. You know, a little bit of old-fashioned hockey there. Um, some, some good chances at both ends. Some, some saves. A review. Great catch by Rogo on the offside. Something that you know didn't look like it was going to be in play. Sometimes you can tell an offside challenge is coming, but he caught it. So uh, you know, I think that you know gave us chance to settle back in, only be down a goal. So there's a lot of different things that happened for us to keep the game at one goal and um, and then eventually find a way to to take the lead. Go to Steve, then Danny. (coughs) Yeah, hi, uh, Steve Karp with the Sporting Tribune. Two things regarding Mark Stone. One, did you see the play where he got hurt? No. Two, what is the extent of his injury and any idea how long he may be out of the lineup? Uh, I can't give you that right now because I don't know. Um, <clears throat> he left, he didn't come back. So that's, you know, that's always a sign that's a little more serious than um, something he can go in and get some quick treatment. Um, other than that, I don't know. We'll obviously be able to update you tomorrow. Uh, he's obviously a big part of our team. He's the captain. He has an injury history. So I know that there's going to be questions out there. I just, I don't have the answer right now. Um, hopefully I can give you something more positive tomorrow. Danny. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce, uh, Waz been able to get on a roll lately. Carrier obviously all year has been scoring, but when Colesar gets going offensively like that, just does it add another dimension to that fourth line that is seemingly needs to be unlocked, I guess? Yeah, you know, Coley can make some plays. He made a, a play to Nick on a two-on-one in the second period also where Nick had a really good look. I think it went off net or... Maybe Bobrovsky got a piece of it, but <clears throat> I mean, if that line can continue to bring us offense, um, earlier in the year it made up for some of our trials on the third line, so to speak, trying to get guys up to speed. So um, you're able to survive games where you're not getting secondary scoring from that other line. But um, again, it's a line we rely on. They start games. Uh, Nick's a big part of the special teams. Um, physicality for Will and and Coley are probably our two biggest uh, forwards with the most uh, hits. And so there's a lot of good that they bring to the table that uh, can put the other team on their heels. So adding offense is always gravy. But right now, um, you know, a few guys have been out of the lineup. We needed a little more than maybe what other years when you guys are healthy. So good for them for bringing it. It's been a long time for Will. He had one in the second period there that we're all thinking, OK, he's going to tie the game. You're almost thinking it's a law of averages from the start of the year. So many went in. So then he scores one. There's that's more of a will carrier goal. Go to the net and and uh, you know see if it makes it all the way to, to the back of the net uh, type of goal. So good for him. I'm glad they counted it. Um, we need it as a team, and I, I think he needed it as an individual as well. And a great play by Coley too, to a little baseball player in him, right, to find the puck, uh, find the puck there and 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 put it in a good spot where he could keep a play alive. <clears throat> Jesse, then Ken. Hi, Bruce, Jesse Granger at The Athletic. Uh, to, con- to continue on that with the fourth line, you've mentioned how starting them brings a good energy to the game. Does it also set you up to have the, some good matchups over the next few shifts and, and have several good shifts to start the game? It, it can. You know, if you use that to your advantage, um, 
if they can counter the other one of the team's top lines, then you know maybe one of our scoring lines gets a mismatch early or a deep pair mismatch. Um, I think the other coach will eventually get squared away if we're just rolling through. But I've said it all along: if they can play against top lines every night in any building in any environment, we will get the mismatch down the road. And that's part of the reason why you construct a line like that for those reasons: a that. The other team knows they're going to have a hard night because they're going against three guys that play the game the right way and play hard and can contribute offensively. So one thing you have a line like that that plays hard, but if they never score, I think if you're on the other side of it, you're like, well, it doesn't matter what we do, we can trade chances because they just can't finish. So you don't want that either. You need a, a line that has the ability to, to make the other team pay for some mistakes. And that's where they were so good early in the year. Um, and again tonight, right, they end up being difference makers. So that's where the mismatch comes in. I think not just early in the game, but throughout the whole game, if if they're able to neutralize a, a, a scoring line. Okay. Chen Bolke said <coughs> in Not Vegas. How did you feel like the breakouts improved as the game went on? And then how do you feel like Aiden did in that? Uh, the breakouts got better when we got a little more north-south. Um, and what I mean by that is, D getting back and first touch and getting and moving up the ice, whether it's a rim, a skate, and a rim up to the wing, or not a D to D. Now, sometimes you have to make that D to D because you're up against the glass and you can't get much on it. And I think we got better when we played a little more north-south because they're a very aggressive team, forced their D to pinch down on us and keep a puck alive. Because when they don't, now you're in foot races for odd man rushes. So, and not only that, you're in and out of your zone probably. Even if you don't win the race, the puck's out in the neutral zone, you start your forecheck there. So um, I, I thought we got a little stubborn early on on some of the bumps, we'll call them. And they've been successful for us at times because if you execute some clean bumps, and get it to your low center. You can also get an attack going from your own end. So that's an advantage as well. So you, you try to balance that. Aiden Hill, I thought, was, um, you know, as the game got on, got better and better. Got a break with the offside goal. That could have been a backbreaker for us. Um, so good, again, good for Rogo for catching that. And after that, I think he really d dialed it in like, hey, I'm going to keep us in the game right to the bitter end. The guys are going to get one and end up getting two. And then obviously the empty netter. So good for him. Um, we need to clean up our puck play with the goalie and the NRD. You know, I think Petro got hit late. That is a very avoidable play, I think. So we have to focus on that. Some of that's just repetition for the guys. Uh, communication, the backhand overs for the goalie to the right D. That's a blind over for the goalie. He has to make sure he's hearing the right voice. So we, that's something we want to continue to emphasize too. That can be an effective breakout as well, but not always rimming it on your forehand or the other team's taking that away. So there's some parts of our game with the puck play we've been trying to work on all year, and we know it'll be a work in progress with essentially two new goalies. Um, but his actual play as the game went on, I thought, got better. And like I said, made the saves he needed to um, and kept us in it and ends up being the better goalie. <clears throat> We'll finish up with Chris. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Bruce, we've heard you mention a couple times this year, and you mentioned it tonight, not going out there and trying to win the game on the next shift or get it all back on the next shift. Is that just human nature to want to go out there and get it back on the next shift? And how important is tonight, as far as a teaching moment, to get that point across that you don't have to go out and get it right back well, on the next shift? Well, it will shift? be a point of emphasis tomorrow that, you know, we, we've come back this year on, on, from different deficits, and um, we've let teams back in the game with, with a lead. So, like, that happens some nights. So, But as far as the not getting it back, I think it, that, that is human nature to want to go, especially if it's you were on the ice when a goal happened your last shift. The next time you're either one or two places usually, right, you're a little bit down because hey, I got scored on, so you lose a little confidence or it's, I'm going to get it back right away. Sometimes it's just better if you just flush it, right, and get out there and, hey, a lot of hockey left. And that's our job as coaches to make sure, and good teammates will do that to the guy beside him. Hey, put it behind you. It happens. Bad bounce, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, so that's what we're trying to build into our game and, and not allow those runs to happen. Um, and I think we've been pretty good at that, both in wins and losses. We haven't been on those extended losses, so to speak, because we can wash stuff. And I think in games we haven't let it get away from us a lot. It happens. Um, L.A. last time in here, I think we, we didn't handle that well, that part of it. But uh, tonight we did a better job with it after the second goal, especially in the penalty kill. Like That's, that's important. It's a big part of the game that uh, they could have got some real life for uh, tonight. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. 11.30 tomorrow. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers 4-2. to Vegas 28-13 and 258 points on the season. Tops in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. Next in action on Saturday at 7 o'clock against the Edmonton Oilers. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. No update on Mark Stone who left the game probably around the 10-11 minute mark of the first period, upper body injury. So hopefully we get some type of an update on the captain in the coming days, but did not return to this game tonight. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. We stressed the need for a strong start to the game for Vegas. Unfortunately, that strong start was quickly dashed as Nick. Nick Cousins appeared to score while the net came off behind Aiden Hill. After deliberation, the goal was awarded to the Panthers. Off the stick of the neutral zone, mishandled by Lou Rostarina. Now it's in front, and a tuck off the post. No! Scramble, and a stoppage in play. Aaron Ekblad had faked out Aiden Hill, but he couldn't finish. Put it off the right post, and somehow Hill managed to recover and not deflect the puck into his own goal. At least I think so. The officials talk. I think this is going to count. Okay, here's the call. After a review has been determined that the action number 17 for Vegas ends up putting the Florida player into the net. Therefore, this is an awarded goal. We have a good goal. <laughs> Nick Cousins awarded his fifth goal of the year from Aaron Ekblad and Itu Luostarainen at 2:02 of the first period made it one to nothing, Florida. We would head to the second period. The Golden Knights would need to cash in early on one of their great chances in the second to really put pressure back on the Panthers. They did just that when Keegan Colasar made a great play to set up Nick Waugh's game-tying goal. Over the railing comes Keegan Colasar's pursuit of the puck. He gets it with Waugh. Waugh shooting. He scores! Perfectly timed offensive zone line change for the Knights. Colasar grabs the puck. Pass to Watt. Watt himself made a little thing before ripping it by Bobrovsky. 1-1 tie. Four minutes into the second. Nick was eighth of the year from Keegan Kolasar. 4 away to the second period. Tied the game at one. Then shortly thereafter, Aiden Hill made our AAA insurance save of the game. Here's a right point shot. Tipped on. I made a pad save. Rebound comes in front. Hill way out to his right. Makes a big save. Taking the angle away from Lundell. Closing in at the left side of the crease. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So that big-time save from Aiden Hill kept the game tied at one, but just past the midway point of the period, William Carlson was whistled for goalie interference. The Panthers would regain the lead on the ensuing power play as Sam Reinhart beat Aiden Hill. 
Penalty clock down to 15. Loose puck out in front and a scramble. Puck goes wide. Hill has lost his stick. Another stick had its blade come off. Play continues. Out in front of shot. Score! Sam Reinhardt with the quick stick power play goal. Eight seconds left on the penalty. And Florida has taken a 2-1 lead. Sam Reinhardt's 13th of the year for Matthew Kachuk and Alexander Barkov. 12.47 of the second period made it 2-1 Florida, a power play goal. It then appeared the Panthers would add to their lead on a sharp angle shot from Anton Lundell, but Bruce Cassidy would challenge successfully for offsides. Florida coming in, a sharp angle shot, they score! Lundell at the left goal line, off the right shoulder of Hill and into the net. 3-1 Panthers. Upon video review, it's been determined the play was offside. We have no goal. So there it is, no goal, 2-1. to one. The Panthers lead going into the third period. The Golden Knights would find themselves shorthanded early on in the third period, a, an extended 5-on-3 for the Panthers. Vegas would kill that off, and then they needed someone to make a play. That guy was Jack Eichel as he tied the game with his 15th goal of the year. Out to the left point. The drive is cut off by Korzak. Leads Eichel. Gets behind the D. Eichel down the middle of the right. He shoots. He scores. Korzak to Eichel. 2-2 tie. Jack Eichel, 15th of the year from Caden Korzak. 8-37 of the third period. Made it 2-2. Then, late in the period, the Golden Knights would take their first lead of the game as Will Carrier crashed the net for his 11th goal of the season. The Panthers would challenge for goaltender interference, but they were unsuccessful. Taken on the count, far side, Anton Lundell. Lifts it to the line, gloved by Kolasar. to hold the line. Skates down left, feeds the middle, and the puck looked to have gone in. They say it's a goal! William Carrier crashing the crease. A scuffle breaks out. The Knights are trying to celebrate. There was contact. Upon coach's challenge, it's been determined that the action of number 62 for Florida causes the guy to go into the net. Therefore, we have a good ball. Good goal for William Carrier, his 11th of the year from Keegan Colasar. 17-24 the third period made it 3-2 Vegas. And because of that challenge, the unsuccessful challenge for the Florida Panthers, the Golden Knights would find themselves on the power play. Florida would pull Sergei Bobrovsky to get it back to 5-on-5, five five, but William Carlson would score the rare power play empty net goal. Carlson knocks it loose. Carlson towards the empty net. He scores! William Carlson, empty net power play goal, Vegas 4, Florida 2. William Carlson, unassisted goal, 8th of the season, 18-53 of the third period, made it 4-2 to Vegas, and all that was left in this one was the final call. Panthers attempt to clear, comes off the board, Stevenson shoots, it's knocked down, 3 seconds, 2-1, that's it! Golden Knights 4, Florida Panthers 2. A come-from-behind win for the Knights. 4-2 to two, the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. 
Heads up, Golden Knights fans who drive to games. The upcoming I-15 Tropicana construction project could impact your route to T-Mobile Arena beginning January 19th. Road, ramp, and lane closures will cause delays, so plan ahead and allow extra time. Visit i15trop.com for details from the Nevada Department of Transportation. Triple-A insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights double up the Florida Panthers 4-2 to the final score. Vegas improves to 28-13-2 on the year. 58 points tops in the Pacific Division. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar for the Golden Knights. They were behind the eight ball despite playing well. I thought the Golden Knights played a really solid 60 minutes. There were some lulls here and there for sure, but I do think... By and large, the Golden Knights had some quality looks, and they really did work to create their chances. Now, it was all about patience, all about resilience. They had to battle through some questionable calls. They had to battle through not getting any calls themselves. And yet, for the Golden Knights, you find enough offense in a game where you lose your captain, Mark Stone, early on to injury. You got to find ways sometimes, especially when you're going through the ups and downs of an 82 game season, especially when you lose your captain in the middle of the game. And the Golden Knights did a great job in doing that. Vegas is next in action on Saturday at 7 o'clock against the Edmonton Oilers. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers 4-2, the final score. Vegas 28-13-2, 58 points on the year. What a weird game this was. I mean, really, honestly, you go through 82 of these every single season, and then there are some games that will stand out to you for obvious reasons, whether the team that you root for, that you cover, plays a fantastic game, whether it's a bad game, or whether there's just a bunch of circumstances that arise within the game that are odd, right? For a long time in this game, Aiden Hill, was credited with minus one saves. Like the Florida Panthers for about eight or nine minutes in the first period had a one nothing lead without having a shot on goal. And yet the Golden Knights win the game with Will Carrier crashing hard into Sergei Bobrovsky, but because of that first goal of the game for the Panthers that was determined, Ben Hutton impeded Eric Stahl, pushing Eric Stahl into the net, that's what caused the net come to come off the moorings. That's why the goal stood for the Florida Panthers. If by that logic you're going to allow that goal, then you probably have to allow the game winner from Will Carrier, who was pushed into Sergei Bobrovsky from Brandon Montour, and that's exactly what happened. This this game had everything. It was a blast to watch live and in person. Uh, the crowd inside T-Mobile Arena, give yourselves a pat on the back. Fantastic, phenomenal stuff. 702-876-1340 is the number, 702-876-1340. I really do want to get your thoughts on tonight's game, how the Golden Knights played in this one, what you thought they would look like maybe after four days off, but but really more more than anything, uh, I want to talk about resiliency from this Golden Knights hockey club. Like Injuries have been a story now for two seasons, and yet the Golden Knights in this one, 
find a way to hold on without Mark Stone for the majority of the game. Uh, and it was patient, patient hockey, and that's what you want to see from the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Weird, disjointed, bizarre. I guess you could go on and on. Uh, what was the last time you saw a team outshoot their opponent 10 to nothing and be down 1 to nothing? Has that ever happened? I I mean, I, cu- I couldn't tell you. If, if I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, maybe. I'm sure it has, but... I can't give you a, a for instance. No, of course not. I mean, it's just so bizarre. It is so bizarre. And then Aiden Hill goes on and saves almost, you know, 37, 38 shots. Incredible performance. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that I watch Keegan Colazar excel in practice day after day. He works really hard. Yeah. In, he does. And you know it, too. And finally it showed up in the game, and I think it was his best game of the year. One of the best, certainly. Yeah, I, I think he's had some really solid games, honestly, in, in 2023. Uh, you go back to the game that the Golden Knights played in Colorado. Keegan Colasar has a fight. He has a goal. Um, and then, you know, this one, again, I thought he was really good setting up, uh, you know, Nick Waugh's goal Keegan, uh, to Will Carrier's game winner uh, and nearly set up another one for Nick Waugh in the second period. Uh, to me, that line was consistently the most dangerous line on the ice for the Golden Knights. Probably should have had four goals in this game between Carrier, Colasar, uh, and Nick Waugh. But, you know, Keegan has some confidence in his game, and it was nice to see. Oh, it, it would have been three assists, uh, an unusual hat trick. If he'd just gotten a goal, he would have had a Gordie Howe hat trick, yep. which would have been fun. But, uh, Keegan, congratulations, because all that hard work is starting to really pay off. Uh, I do I do want to say that as big as this game is, and it is a big one, Saturday is much bigger. We have got to play well within the division, don't you agree? Yeah, for sure. You want to have a better record against the Pacific Division. The Golden Knights have uh, are 0-5 in their last five games against division opponents. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are an interesting team because, of course, you've got Connor McDavid, you've got Leon Dreisaitl. If you've got those two players, then you, you, you give yourself a really good chance to win on a night-to-night basis. But I do like the Golden Knights in this spot. I, I, I talked about this homestand being a, a turning point, a difference maker, whatever you want uh, to put on it. I think that's what it's going to be for the Golden Knights. Uh, so for the Golden Knights, they, they've got to find a way to shut down McDavid and company, and they've got to continue to find a little bit more offense here on home ice. Well, as long as we have Dave Rogowski, we have the trump card. Yeah, there you go. Um, right on the money there, Mike. Uh, thanks for the call. For the Golden Knights, uh, that 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 challenge in the second period to prevent it from being a 3-1 game for the Florida Panthers I think was a really, really big moment in this game. And then obviously the successful 5-on-3 penalty kill from the Golden Knights early on in the third period. Uh, great contributions from Aiden Hill in that spot. And, you know, as, as Bruce Cassidy said after the game, after that disallowed goal or after the goal comes back off the board because of that successful off, offside challenge, I thought Aiden Hill really settled into the game. I, I thought he was dominant to a point. And for the Golden Knights, you, you need to trust in your goaltending, and they were able to do that tonight against Florida. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So I think that um, we should probably give a big shout-out to, I believe it's UMC that uh, sponsors the team um, for getting some good anti-venom to get our snake-bitten guys back uh, back where we need them. 
Yeah, you're you're uh, you're right on the money there. Um, obviously, you know you, you get a, a big goal from Jack Eichel. The William Carlson one is is nice just because it's a goal for William Carlson. But uh, yeah, Nick Waugh and and Will Carrier, you've got that depth scoring coming through for the Golden Knights, and that's how you win in, in tightly contested games. Yeah, and you know, um, jokes aside, it, it was good to see you know scoring from several different uh, lines today, mm-hmm. and. It was really good to see after that first goal that was something. Like, I just realized that they didn't even label it, like, what kind of shot it was, what type of goal it was on on NHL.com and on their um, app. It's literally just score and the time of the goal. No other details on that one. So, you know, it, it could have been a, a pretty easy point for them to get rattled and, and, you know, have problems. But they really, the rest of that period, were very on it, were pushing hard and weren't able to get anything, but, you know, the rest of the game kept it up, kept going at it, and, and you know, came back with a good win. Yeah, it, it was a lot of adversity faced within a game. Um, and you're going to have to be able to win games like this, right? Like, you can look at a lot of different things, and, and there was some frustration, I think, in, in the voice of Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media, uh, specifically with, I would mention, or I would say, some calls that went against Vegas, specifically that put them on a five-on-three disadvantage. Uh, some calls that necessarily weren't going in the Golden Knights' favor throughout the game. And you got to dig deep. You got to find a way to battle through that. And I think, you know, for the Golden Knights, they, they certainly did that tonight. And that's what you need in order to be successful in the playoffs. You've got to battle through things that that you know ordinarily would rattle you. And I, I love the patience tonight in the Golden Knights game. Yeah, I'm I'm not normally one to like be down on the refs about it and but this was a this was a really rough game for the Golden Knights when it came to the calls that they got from the refs until, you know, the the second goal that got called good because of you know, we you know, I I am glad that they were at least consistent in that today that, you know, we, we didn't have to have another what is goalie interference, what isn't, who mm-hmm. knocked who in, who didn't. They were consistent in it. So, you know, at least they had that going for them today, Ref. Yeah, you're absolutely right there, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Consistency is, is really the name of the game, right? If you're going to essentially make the judgment call that Ben Hutton impeded Eric Stahl, causing the net to come off before that Nick Cousins shot went over the goal line, then you have to look at the contact from Brandon Montour shoving Will Carrier into Sergei Bobrovsky and then that puck going in. So I'm glad that one, if one's a goal, the other's a goal. If one isn't a goal, the other's probably not a goal. And I think in both cases, you can quibble with whether or not it should or shouldn't have been, but at least there was consistency there in those two calls. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Blake. Hey, Blake, how you doing? Good, Ryan. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, so I want to talk about the start of the third period. And going into that period, obviously, it was 2-1, to one, and then we have the big five on three. And at that point, I think I thought it would have been really easy for the Golden Knights kind of to shut it down in a way in what Cassidy even said in his postgame there. But I, I think two players that I'd like to highlight is one, which has always seems to be obvious, is, is Jack Eichel and how he can just overtake a game just by himself with, Really, no help necessary. But I know he was kind of uneventful on the on the score sheet tonight. But Jonathan Marsh, though, I thought I thought he was strong on pucks. He was fast in the neutral zone and 
and really set up some good chances for the Golden Knights tonight. Yeah, I, I think you, you needed kind of those guys to, to find a way, right, to, to break through in, in, in a sense. And I thought it was a really smart play from Caden Korzak to hit Jack Eichel on that breakaway. I think Jonathan Marcheseau had a little bit of a burr in his saddle all night long. He was playing with a little bit of edge, a little bit of fire in his game. And really, to, to be honest, I think it was the entire forecheck of the Golden Knights in the third period just caused a bunch of havoc for the Florida Panthers. And, and I, I kind of expected that push to come from Vegas, especially after riding the wave of killing off that five-on-three. Yeah, you know, and, and even in the beginning of the game, even though the Florida Panthers were up one nothing early there, I thought the Golden Knights played by far the better period. And how, as weird as that first period was, was going – it was good to see them coming out fast and quick and, and playing their game after they got punched in the mouth in the first two minutes of, of the game. But them, but them to come back in the third, I think, was the most impressive part. And, and for them not to just give in, which we've seen in the past, especially when, when they're shorthanded and they're, they're guys, um, it was good to see them pull out a, an important win at home tonight. Yeah, right on the money there, Blake. I, I, I think that – and thank you for the call – the momentum you build on on a strong penalty kill can certainly propel you to doing something offensively. I, I think for, you know, for again, as good of a job as the referees do, I would make the argument that the Golden Knights should not have been on that five on three. Maybe, maybe the Nick Waugh one, that goes against you. I think Alexander Barkov just fell. Like, shouldn't have been a penalty on Alex Petrangelo. You're in an unfortunate circumstance. You shouldn't really be down two men for that long of a period of time in a 2-1 game that you're chasing. The Golden Knights get the kill, and I think the energy in the building really propelled them into that one. Um, Jack Eichel makes a play that that you know maybe 10, 12 hockey players in the world can make. Um, I, I think that this is one of those situations where you got to dig a little bit deeper. you got to find a way to get two points, and the Golden Knights were able to do just that. 702-876-1340 is the number. What was the weirdest part of the game tonight for you? What was the weirdest circumstance that happened within this game tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights between the Florida Panthers and Vegas? Give me a call right now if you've never called the show before. I want to know the weirdest part of the game tonight for you. 702-876-1340. That's the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. You know. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers 4-2. The final score, 702-876-1340 is the number. The weirdest part of the game tonight for you. If you've never called in before, dial up the number, 702-876-1340. Reach out to me. Let's talk about what you thought might have been the weirdest part of tonight's game. It was weird. It was entertaining. It was fun. So you got to like that through 60 minutes, especially when you cap it off with a Golden Knights win. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Steve. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hey, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. Good. Weirdest part for me was the non-calls tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Several uh, odd circumstances, a bit of a head-scratcher on a few, and uh, absolutely, I I think, uh, uh, for the Knights, they kind of... Uh, got through, uh, uh, obviously killed some good penalties, and it looked pretty good. So. Yeah, you know what, Steve? You're, you're right on the money. you got to play through it, right? Like, that's one of those things where, 
you know, some some referees, some games, you're not going to get the the calls. You're not gonna you're going to have different standards on a night to night basis. And I think for the Golden Knights, the the important thing was to to have a little bit of edge to your game, a little bit of bite to your game, but not get frustrated. And I think Vegas did a really good job of doing that. Absolutely. And uh, uh, one thing I also wanted to point out, I thought uh, Nick Waugh, mm-hmm. in my opinion, should have been a star. I thought he was awesome tonight. Yeah. Just goes to show how great that fourth line is. All three of those those guys were great tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously, there's not going to be four stars. Who do you get rid of? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Nick Raw was awesome. Best fourth, best fourth line in the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you know, those guys uh, really make the uh, any of the line matchups, especially fourth line and fourth line, they're just dominant. Uh, so good against. Uh, uh, just great shutdown line, uh, really entertaining to watch. Yeah, thanks for the call, Steve. I- I'm right there with you. I agree with you 100%. Uh, Will Carrier, Nick Waugh, Keegan Colasar, to me, continue to get better. They continue to improve. And for those three guys specifically, despite the fact that they are scoring goals, and, and thank you for the call, Steve, Despite the fact that they are scoring goals, despite the the fact that you know you kind of look at their production and it's on par with some third lines in the league, they want to be a fourth line. They want to be a fourth line that you can depend on, that you can put out there in any situation and roll against any line in the league, any team in the league, any top line in the league. That's what you want from your fourth line. They relish that. They welcome that and you're starting to see that, that this is a line that can do some damage and get you some mismatches down the road. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? I'm fine. I wasn't going to call, but I was disappointed because no one asked you what you thought when that Panthers player came zooming behind Eichel when he was going for the goal and gave him a sleigh ride right past the goal. <laughs> and no call. Yeah, I mean, there there were there were certainly penalties that were missed uh, in this game, and, and that's just kind of one of those things. But I think the the bigger story here isn't so much that that the Golden Knights didn't get many calls; it's that they were able to kind of battle through that and find a way. They dug deep. They did a really good job of kind of playing through some of those questionable things, and I, I think that you know they didn't get frustrated. And that, to me, is a mature team that just had one task at hand, and that was finding a way to get two points. But wasn't that one kind of, when you look at it, just like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, even Jack looked like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, he went for a ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, there were some that were a little bit more egregious. You're absolutely right. Jack certainly didn't like the fact that there was no call. Um, and, and I'll be honest, like, that created a really interesting atmosphere in here. The fans were on fire. They were really, really giving refs the refs the heat in between periods when they would come back onto the ice. Uh, and I think a lot of that energy made its way into the game. And, and, and to be honest, I, I think to a degree that helped the Golden Knights, especially when they killed off that five on three. Well, I'm just glad we're back to first in the, in the uh, division and in the conference. We need to stay there. But you have a good night. All right, you have a great night too, Rita. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, yeah, the Golden Knights back in first place, though I'll make the argument points percentage 
I'm going to keep an eye on that one a little bit more than overall points. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in AJ. Hey, AJ, how you doing? Hey, I thought what was weird, but also pretty cool, was to see Hay manhandle Kachuk during that whole little scrub. I thought that was, was pretty cool. There's a little bit of bite to Nick Hague's game, huh? This season especially, you're yeah. seeing it come out. Yeah, I, I agree with you, AJ. I think team toughness is something that you need. I think the Golden Knights were really good at kind of getting in the trenches. Um, that whole thing kind of started with Alex Petrangelo ragdolling Sam Bennett, not happy with some things. And I like the fact that the Golden Knights pushed back that way. Exactly, which you love to see. Petro getting involved as well, kind of yeah. initiating the whole thing. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, thanks for the call, AJ. It's a point well taken. I think for the Golden Knights, there's a lot of really good to pull out of this one. You've got the team toughness angle. You've got the working through adversity angle, finding a way to win without Mark Stone, who left the game early on in the first period, and being patient, sticking with your game. Uh, a lot of boxes checked off tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights in their 4-2 victory. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers 4-2, the final score. Vegas improves to 28-13-2, 58 points on the year, tops in the Pacific Division, tops in the Western Conference. It was a patient game, a resilient game for the Vegas Golden Knights, though front of mind right now is Mark Stone, his health, going into Saturday's game against the Edmonton Oilers. Mark Stone left the game in the first period with an upper body injury. No update after the game, but certainly not a good sign that Mark was not able to return to the game. So we'll keep an eye on that as we look ahead to Connor McDavid, the Edmonton Oilers, on Saturday night at 7 o'clock right here from T-Mobile Arena. That's going to do it for me here on the extended post-game show. Thanks to James Davis down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It is not as much fun for me without your calls, your thoughts, your input. Until Saturday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.